Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and trending news topics in the vegan world. On this episode, we're going to talk about the keeping up with the ever-evolving social media world. But before we get into that, we've got a couple pieces of news we've got to visit. And we'll take any excuse to just roll that intro. This is Plant-Based News with Kat and Dev, bringing you their unsolicited opinions on the stories and scandals taking the vegan world by storm. Hello and welcome to the news. I'm Devin. And I'm Catherine. This week making news, we are following up on last week's controversy in the burger vegan burger world. The burger battle listen, continues. <laughs> burger battle 2020. <laughs> so last week we talked about the open letter that Light Life Foods put out that basically called out Beyond Meat and Impossible Burger for having too many fake ingredients, yada, yada, yada. Light, lo- light life food looks bad and now we have an open letter penned by Darcy Mackin who is the CEO of plant-based company Plantera Foods which have you ever heard of this company before I have not so this publicity move was real good for them yeah that was so basically they put out a um a letter to light life basically thanking beyond meat and impossible for paving the way for plant-based foods and like plant-based meat products and stuff like that which i thought like as soon as i read this i was like wow i've never heard of this company this is such a great pr move Mm -hmm. what a great way to get on the radar of people's like uh, for people's plates like especially when people are like so mad at light life right now exactly and i mean that's it's ver- I think what they said is really good point to raise because like without Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods making the impact that they've made so far, I don't think other companies would have done as well. Yeah, and like we're not trying to say that like there wasn't other people developing like a plant-based meat product like Beyond Meat and Impossible was, and I'm sure there's somebody who eventually would have done it if they didn't do it, but like you still have to acknowledge the people who did it first. Yeah, exactly. And I also think it's interesting that this company, Plantera, is also owned by a meat company because we know that Light Life Food is owned by a meat company too, right? So just goes to prove that you don't always have to act like the meat company if you're owned by the meat company. I honestly think that's even better that they did this because like already like in at least in the vegan community, there's always that kind of thing of like, oh, you don't want to support a company that like kills animals to earn livelihood and all that kind of stuff so like the fact that it was a brand that isn't necessarily like it's owned by a non-vegan brand I think is even better for them it makes vegans give them a second look and be like oh great someone's at least standing up for these vegan brands exactly so this letter was published in the New York Times and I'll read one quote from it There's been recent chatter and attempted takedowns around some companies that helped pave the way for the plant-based food industry and brands. To be clear, plant-based meats have been around for decades, and we'd be remiss if we didn't take a moment to say thank you to Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods, who shined a light on this space and helped elevate it to where it is today. I believe it's important to recognize how much this industry has evolved, but we've only just begun. Like, that quote is a great like it's it's good in that they complimented 
beyond and impossible for creating the hype that they did. Obviously, they're not the first people to make plant-based meats. Plant-based meats have been around for so long. But they are the first to really break through to such a wide group of people. But they also did it in a way that wasn't like bowing down to them. Like they were basically being like, this is just the beginning. Like there's still more to come. Meaning like Beyond Meat isn't it. Like there's other companies that could be doing this and this and whatever. Like they still like they kept it positive, but they kept that kind of undertone of like, you know, there's more to come. This isn't the best it can be. Yeah, in like all senses of that phrase, like this is only the beginning. There is so much that we can go like even beyond and impossible are going to change from here. Light life is probably going to change a lot from here too. Like every single company is going to continue to innovate because compared to a lot of other foods in our world, plant-based meats are still so young and so new. So I don't think we should expect at all that this is this is it, right? Yeah, at least like widely... Uh, more Western plant-based meats are so new, like Western civilizations, plant-based meats. Obviously there's been like plant-based meats in like much of the world for a long time, but like in like North America, it's still so new. Mm -hmm. And catering to that North American diet with a fake meat is obviously we're seeing how new it is to people here because whenever new products get launched, you see how people react to them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I thought it, it's just something that I think we should like, w- I'm glad we shouted out because it was such like a good, like anyone who's taking public relations right now, like this is such a good case study, I think, to like teach in schools is that like what happened between Light Life, Beyond, Impossible, and now Plantera. Like it's such a good case study to learn about from PR standpoints because like it touches on everything, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how many other companies maybe had conversations about this or thought about it or Mm -hmm. like wanted to say something but didn't do it on this scale. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And like, again, I've never heard of Plantera Foods. I don't know if any of their products are in Canada or even like I have no idea where their products are and what their products are at all. But I now know of the name Plantera. (laughs) Well, I mean, putting something in the New York Times is a pretty big move, so I'm sure a lot of people know about them now. Exactly. All right, should we move on to our scandal of the week? Yes, love a good vegan scandal. Well, I mean, this seems to be a trend. We've got another notable vegan coming out and saying that they are no longer vegan because of nutritional reasons. Wah, wah, wah. Miley Cyrus was on the Joe Rogan podcast um, talking about how she hasn't been vegan, I think, for a while because she had fish in 2019, she said. Yeah. So it's been, I'm going to assume, at least a year. Yeah. And she cited the reason mostly being that she felt she needed omega-3s because she was experienced like not her optimal brain function. And she talked about how she eats for her brain type. Like, what is a brain type? I, I don't know. What's my brain type? <laughs> like, I'm not someone who really, like, looks into wellness and that kind of stuff very often. So maybe I'm missing something. But I didn't think there was a brain type. I don't think... I Maybe there is, but I also don't know, like, is there a brain... Like, the relationship between food and your brain type, has that even been explored? Because even if there is a brain type, has it been related back to food and your diet? Yeah. I, yeah, there's so much, so many questions I have. 
And I think the fact that she came out and say, said this on the Joe Rogan podcast is just a layer of frustration. Like, it's fine yeah. if you can't be vegan anymore because of nutritional reasons. That's understandable. And we've talked about how we feel about that before. But man, on the Joe Rogan podcast, come on. Yeah. Um, question. Did she mention what her brain type was? <laughs> No, at least not in any, like, I didn't listen to the podcast episode. I just saw clips online. I didn't, I don't know what her brain type is. Because I was curious. I was like, she didn't really, other than just saying brain type, she didn't give any kind of background into what, like, what study this is from or, like, any kind of, like, starting point for someone to do more research on what the heck a brain type is. Yeah, and I think like this is a trend we kind of see with the Joe Rogan podcast where people will come on and talk about like pseudoscience ideas and talk about them like they are real. And, you know, Joe Rogan likes a reaction and likes to talk about anything that will get a reaction. And so he like encourages that, right? And fuels it and makes it for a kind of a toxic platform. Yeah, he's like the king of like conspiracy theories and all this stuff that like isn't really backed but like it gets attention so let's talk about it exactly and i mean he's a lot of his sponsorship comes from meat companies he's done he's tried to do like the carnivore diet and all these things so like he's pretty um vocal about his feelings about veganism i think in the past Mm -hmm. so i don't know why i hold them a different things like when i see a celebrity and i they're not vegan anymore it doesn't affect me as much as anybody else like it affects me probably the least because like i don't really like i don't look up to celebrities i don't really follow celebrities i don't really care about that stuff so like the miley cyrus thing i was like okay whatever but like the more you read into it and the more you dive into the fact that it's just it's it's not really necessarily about the the fact that she's not vegan anymore it's more about that she's spreading information without giving any kind of sources or background or fact to it (laughs) exactly it's such a dangerous thing to do yeah and like obviously there's like there's so much that hasn't been discovered in our world and there's so much that like i'm sure we don't believe now but will be proven later on and but like it's still very it's still very dangerous to spread things without especially when it comes to somebody's health without any kind of like proof or evidence or science behind it because like things like that especially with your health can be very dangerous to some people yeah and I think when you and I were talking about you know Miley Cyrus saying she's not vegan anymore it was like oh yes this happens and my reaction now when someone comes out and says they're not vegan anymore because of nutrition my first thought is oh okay this is a reminder to me to um, better educate myself on my nutrition so that I don't get to that point. I think that's kind of like the other side of this story that we're seeing. Like we're seeing um, nutritionists and stuff posting resources for the vegan community to share because there is this false information going around. Like the whole idea of you have to eat fish to get omega-3s even though omega-3 isn't just like in fish, right? Fish have to eat yeah. something to get the omega-3. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it, it's different because I think like I think this is honestly one of the first ones and maybe it's because of the reaction from the community. But this is one of the first ones where it's like instead of um, it's take it's elicited a different reaction, at least from us in a sense of like, oh, I should like 
should I do more research on omega-3? Should I make sure I'm getting the omega-3s that I need? Should I, like, how do I make sure that I don't become an ex-vegan or my health doesn't take a turn while on a vegan diet? I should probably do more research into this to make sure I'm getting everything that I need. Exactly. And even, like, um, this whole idea, I think she mentions it, the brain fog thing. Yeah. Your brain just feels, like, hazy, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't really know much about, like, I hear so many people talk about brain fog. I don't know much about it. I don't know the science behind, like, what is brain fog or, like, what clinically is brain fog to people. If it's something that can be diagnosed or if it's just something people feel they have. I know nothing about it, so I don't even know how to speak to that. Mm -hmm. I've only seen just, like, people sharing resources about it right now and that it's usually, like, a symptom of something else going Mm -hmm. on. But it's also, like, something that you can't really, you shouldn't try to diagnose on your own because it is such a vague term. Yeah. And, like, also, like, diagnosing things yourself. If you're feeling something for the first time, how do you know it's not something else? (laughs) Oh, exactly. Like, if you've never, like... If you've never had a mic, like I was talking to my parents actually earlier and I was like, like, I was like, I think the internet's telling me I have a migraine right now, but I've never had a migraine. So what does that feel like? How do I know if I have a migraine? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so like, cause like my dad gets them frequently. I was like, I don't really know what that feels like. So I'm not just going to tell myself I have a migraine. What if I don't? Cause I don't know how that feels. <laughs> yeah. And the other interesting point made like based on like Miley's experience too was like if she thought she had like a couple meals with fish and then all of a sudden her brain was better that's kind of too fast for those things to kick in yeah it's that whole like placebo effect where you're like fish will make me better and then your brain tells you you are better when you actually aren't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just that like the positive attitude type thing making you feel better (laughs) yeah exactly so um, I guess let this all be a reminder to all of us to um, take your B12s and um, get your blood work done and make sure your supplements are being taken properly. Yes. Talk to your doctor. Honestly, the first thing I will always tell people who want to go vegan is get your blood work done regularly. Like as long as you're getting your blood work done, you're getting regular checkups from the doctor and everything looks a-okay, you're good. You're good to keep doing what you're doing, but make sure you're getting your blood work done regularly because things can change pretty quickly and you want to make sure that you are still good. Yeah. And I I will say that I should really get that done. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean, COVID has stopped my regular blood work. I used to get it like once a year, I think, or twice a year. I don't remember. Um, But I haven't gotten in a while. So. Yep. It's definitely trickier now, but it's, it's something that need to do yeah so and don't be afraid of taking supplements supplements are okay also like if you like there's no shame in trying to get it from whole food sources first Mm -hmm. um but don't again don't be ashamed if you have to take supplements we take supplements like i take b12 c and iron and vitamin d um like and at regular points in my life so make sure you are taking supplements and there's nothing wrong with taking supplements it doesn't make you less of like a whole food vegan if that's what you want to be oh my goodness exactly and I think because like both of us too we kind of um we're very free with our eating so Mm -hmm. I still want to make sure that I'm being responsible with my nutrition but I don't always eat in ways that are is nutritionally responsible so supplements Mm -hmm. are a good way to make up for that you know exactly 
No shame. But again, always check with your doctor to make sure you're supplementing responsibly because again, I'm not, I don't know everything about vitamins. There are some vitamins you should not be taking more than you need. And there's some vitamins that you can take. So make sure you're checking in with your doctor or a nutritionist. Exactly. Or a dietitian, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Grey's Anatomy doesn't count. Also, I should say a dietitian is probably a better bet to go with because they have more education behind them typically. Yes, we can, we should leave a link to Dr. Pamela in the show Mm -hmm. notes because she's a great resource she's posting lots of stuff on instagram and she also will do like consultations yeah yeah like honestly following dietitians on social media is a great way and a great reminder just to do some extra research exactly exactly okay so miley i hope your health gets better yes (laughs) if you're if you're listening miley (laughs) if you're one of our listeners (laughs) i hope your health gets better and i hope one day you might be able to find yourself on a vegan diet again yeah yeah and maybe she's still eating like limited non-vegan things anyway so it's Mm -hmm. it's fine yeah all right well that's gonna be it for this edition of in the news i'm Devin, and i'm Catherine, and that's the way the plant-based supplements crumble (laughs) they tumble oh they would tumble they tumble tumble. yeah Okay, it's time to talk about the scary world of social media and why do we do it? I mean, wait, no, that's not it. (laughs) I mean, no, why do we do it? (laughs) Why do we let them control us? (laughs) I mean, I like to think that we're better at not letting them control us but i don't know if that's true i think it's i think for me it's a constant battle it's one of those things because because i think also we both work in social media like it's not just two market girls that like social media is still like a strategy thing for half of our time and then social media is also a fun thing for half of our time so it's kind of sometimes hard to separate the two. Oh yeah for sure i I don't know by the end of the day most days it's like where's where's the fun it was all just like serious yeah. stuff and especially like we started two marker girls so that we could have fun and have our own thing and yeah. then we still have to answer to the social media gods Lords. or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah okay so what stemmed this conversation basically it's instagram reels <laughs> so Instagram and most social media platforms like to do this thing where when they introduce a new feature or a new whatever, like a new type of content, they basically reward the people who use that new feature and don't reward the people that don't use the new feature and basically punish your reach and your engagement until you succumb to their ways and... Uh, use the new feature and the new <laughs> whatever it is. It's it's a very it's a very toxic relationship. <laughs> Can you imagine people from the past or the future listening to how we talk about social media? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, guys, why do you do it? I'd be like, we don't know, <laughs> but um, we can't stop. Yeah. So basically, that's how this conversation got started. It was the whole idea that like. Instagram and other social media platforms basically force you to use new uh, types of content they come out with, whether you want to or not, because they do that in a way of punishing your content and your um, reach and your engagement if you don't use those new features. Um, So you're not being seen by as many people like they change their algorithm so that it favors the new feature. 
Um, and when it comes to like when you're dealing with something where two market girls, yes, is fun, but it's also something we hope to turn into a business one day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that finding it can be so frustrating when you either just don't enjoy the new type of content they put out or you don't have the time to do new content, but the platform is making you do it essentially. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they can invent a feature and it could be the worst feature ever but if they favor you using that feature then everyone just gets forced into using it and that is that's so annoying yeah they hold such power even though it's their platform i guess they should but i don't know (laughs) yeah but like and sometimes like you get some like there's been some really cool reels that i've seen and some cool content coming out of it but then sometimes you also get some really boring ones because people are like oh i just have to make this a reel instead of a regular post because reels perform better right now so i'm like i don't know like I understand Instagram wanting people to use their new feature, but I would think they'd want them to use it in a really cool and interesting and a new way. Like to me, Reels just kind of looks like stories, but is way more complicated and frustrating. Yeah, because like Reels was basically Instagram's answer to TikTok, right? Let's get people to do what they're doing on TikTok, but do it on Instagram, except that Instagram hasn't really done a good job of replicating what TikTok is and how TikTok works. Yeah. Um, like from how it's integrated into the platform and just the how you actually make a reel from what i've seen none of it is as smooth intuitive yeah as yeah, tiktok like, as someone who i've never used tiktok before but i tried to do reels when it came out and i have never felt so old in my life using social media i was like <laughs> i can't i was like ever like all these reels that are coming out look so nice how are people doing this mine looks so ugly and also i can't figure out the timing it it takes forever it takes like half a day to make one reel like i can't figure this out and i remember messaging you basically being like i like reels feels really complicated and i can't believe people do this on tiktok and then i think you basically said is from what i've heard is tiktok is much more intuitive than reels was yeah and like when i so what is it back in like december november i like really dove into tiktok trying to learn it for work because we wanted to use it and as soon as i started getting on there i had the same feeling that you're you had about reels where i was like i feel so old how are these kids making such cool tiktoks and i'm taking like an hour to do the simplest thing because like no matter what it's going to be a learning curve and the people who have used it the most will know all of the quirks and how to do it best and it really is like once you do it more you're like ah these are all the tricks to make it cool um but it just doesn't feel as intuitive in reels and i don't know how many you've watched i don't watch a lot of reels i haven't seen a lot that have made me want to watch more reels yeah not really because there hasn't really and i don't know if it's like i don't know the reason why but it it honestly just seems like people are just repurposing content that they've already made for reels because like reels takes a lot of time to make and i understand that people already don't have the time to keep up with regular social media let alone instagram has added this new thing that takes like double the amount of time to do (laughs) so i haven't seen any that are like like very creative that make me like like i still think tiktok has is the better platform for that type of content i've been seeing just kind of a lot of the same stuff but it could also be the accounts that i follow they're mostly food accounts and it's mostly like reels of recipes that like i just go to youtube for anyways exactly and i think instagram also really underestimated what makes tiktok good and that's 
how people see a TikTok and how that algorithm works. And on Instagram, it just doesn't have the same flow, right? Your reels don't get seen in the same way that things on TikTok do. Because like, I still watch more stories and scroll the feed more than I go to that page where all the reels are. Yeah, I don't, I did not know a page like that existed. Um, I'm just going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just see the reels that pop up in my feed, which is very few. It's usually like a handful of people that are creating reels on my feed. And I usually only see those ones. Yeah, no, me too. Like, I know this other page exists, but I just never looked into it because I just, I don't know. Like you said, I don't really get it, but we're also being faced with the fact that, like, our account is taking a hit in interaction and engagement because we are. (laughs) Wholeheartedly. But also, another thing that is super frustrating, too, is that our account, and I don't know why, does not have music. Somebody help me. (laughs) And a reel without music is... Well, I guess it would be a a silent film, but those are a whole other art form that we're definitely not ready for. Should we just make all silent film? Just do it all black and white? (laughs) But can you imagine if you also put like a sticker on it that said sound on? (laughs) People would be so frustrated. That's so mean. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like uh, we have seen like a big hit in our reach, but also like Instagram is something that I have been deprioritizing for two market girls for a while now anyways. So like I'm postless on it. I don't post it on every, every day. There's some weeks where I post on it once for two market girls. Um, so like our reach has kind of been all over the place because we're deprioritizing it as a platform. But at the same time, like our reach has gone drastically down in the past few weeks simply because we don't use reels. <laughs> And, like, why don't we have the music? I don't understand. Yeah, like, at least, like, if we had the music, I would at least maybe try to make a reel. Like, I tried to make... Because my personal account has music. So, I tried to make a reel. Like, I've tried to make, like, four different reels and gotten, like, ultimately just gotten frustrated and given up. Um, So, maybe I would not create reels. But, like, I would like to try. (laughs) I I mean, me too. Because, like, when I got into TikTok, it was... It was fun to try something new. It was a lot of work, but also the music made it like part of the like the fun. And then the other thing that Instagram has done not well is like with TikTok, you could save a TikTok and it would save exactly how it is on TikTok so you could share it anywhere. But like you have music on your personal account, but when you save that reel, you don't get to save the music because Instagram doesn't have that built in. Yeah, that was super disappointing to learn after I spent hours creating a reel and then I saved it and no music was there. (laughs) That's so sad. Yeah, I was so angry at Instagram that day because I was literally like, okay, Two Marker Girls doesn't have the music, but I can create on my personal account. I'll save it and then just upload it there. Easy. Um, And then I spent so long and it wasn't even that good of a reel. (laughs) Just like I spent so long making it. I was like, sweet this is good enough it's a first reel whatever downloaded it went to put it on two market girls and i was like where the hell's the music (laughs) what what is going on (laughs) i mean like on the one hand i get it because um the copyright issues around the music and i don't know how tiktok got around that in the beginning i know they've had to implement um different copyright laws or rules than they had originally just because you know it was getting bigger so companies were like oh maybe we don't just give away all this music for free but (laughs) i think it is one of the things that helped tiktok be as successful and i don't know how they did that yeah honestly 
I don't think TikTok would have been as successful if they didn't allow their content to be shared basically anywhere. Exactly, exactly. And because, like, they build in um, the watermark on it anyways. Yeah, because, like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I again, I still don't have TikTok and I still don't use it. But, like, anytime, like, a lot of people do post TikToks on Instagram. And anytime I see TikToks on there, it makes me want to get TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, Instagram, learn. Do what TikTok does. (laughs) If you're going to do it, at least do it better. Right? I mean, I guess when they took Snapchat stories, they kind of, did they do it better or did we all just kind of be like, okay, good enough? Also, I'm not a good judge of this because I also didn't use Snapchat. So I don't know if they did it better or not. I do remember when it came out that people were like, no one's going to use this. Snapchat's still better. But then, you know, people got used to it and started using it. Um, But I just like this one feels different for me for some reason because TikTok, it doesn't seem like has decreased in popularity since Reels came out. No, I wouldn't think so. If anything, I think it's gotten more popular. The only reason that I honestly think people are using Reels more now is also because of everything going on in the U.S. with banning, the possibility of banning TikTok. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that was a big boost in Instagram's direction. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like a whole other conversation that we won't even get into. Yeah, because honestly, I still think I see more TikToks on Instagram than I see Reels on Instagram. (laughs) Like people put TikToks on their Instagram stories and I see those all the time, but I hardly ever see Reels in my feed or anything or anywhere. So I still think I'm seeing more TikToks on Instagram than Reels. So I'm curious, like from the Reels you've seen, what makes a good Reel? Um, I... I don't know, to be honest, Kate. The ones that I've enjoyed the most are Tori's. <laughs> Tori <laughs> Halpitz. And I don't know if it's honestly because I just, her son is just so freaking adorable. Um, but like, it's like slightly different content, I guess, than what she normally puts out. Like mm-hmm. she's grouping things into like, it's almost like a highlight of her stories where like she'll talk about like how she introduces allergens to her son and like all these types of things and like groups things that she's talked about multiple times and like makes it into one fun 15 second reel but I honestly like nothing that I've seen other than like I just really enjoy watching Tori's other than hers like none of them have really stood out that much to me yeah hers are probably the ones I've seen the most and I think what she's doing really well is like she's all of her reels have a very specific like question or subject or like they're informative and they have like a point to them right they're not just I made a silly reel you're actually getting a lot out of it and it's an easy way to consume that little chunk of information that she's sharing I think she's being really smart about it no yeah I think honestly I think Tori is has been the person or the account that I've seen that's done reels the best again I've seen a very limited number of reels so I'm a bad judge of this but of the accounts that I've seen doing it toys have been my favorite and have been the best that I've seen so what do you think we should do to like experiment with reels <laughs> so like if anybody is listening to this and you see reels showing up on our instagram you're you'll know why it started here <laughs> yeah i don't know like at first i was gonna be like maybe we could do like what i eat in a day content like just quick yeah fun things um but also like it's so much work to do <laughs> uh, like i don't know how tori is like raising a child and making reels <laughs> like, it's just I maybe I am just so bad at making reels that it's taking way too long and much longer than it's taken anybody else but like I honestly like it takes me so long I suck at it 
I mean, that's how it was for me with TikTok too. Because I think the ones that look the simplest in like when they're done are the ones that actually take the longest. Yeah, <laughs> which is horrible. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like my first thought was like what I eat in the days or like those like quick things. Like, I don't think we should put recipe stuff on there. That's what YouTube's for, for our platform. Um, but like a quick, what I eat in a day or something like that, or even like trips to the grocery store, like what's vegan. You can quickly like go through some things that are vegan on your recent trip to the grocery store, like things like that. Like I think would be fun. Yeah. I do miss like the grocery store adventures. (laughs) Shop with Dev. Yes, I mean, I, guess, <laughs> I miss them too. I don't know. Is it is it safe to bring that back? I'm scared. I mean, I don't. I think it's pretty safe as long as you make sure you're keeping your distance and you're not like touching a bunch of things that you aren't planning on buying. I think it's safe. Honestly, that's the hardest part because like Shop with Dev was all about, ooh, what's this? Let me read this. Let me read everything. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing is like I'm very mindful when I go grocery shopping about touching things that I don't plan to actually buy (laughs) because like you just don't need to touch those things. Exactly. (laughs) Is it weird that we're talking about touching things? 2020, maybe you just don't need to touch those things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, back to reels. Did you have any ideas on how you think we should use reels for our account if we're able to make reels that we like without music. <laughs> uh, I think like you, my first thought was also like what I ate in a day content. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any other ideas. <laughs> I mean, although like behind the scenes of a photo of like a photo or something would be cool mm-hmm. too, but it's already so much so hectic. If we were doing <laughs> stuff together, I think it would be easier as usual. Yeah. But yeah that's the thing it's also like again also with what I eat in a day it's like there's some times where like I'll start and want to do what I eat in a day on a day and then like breakfast goes fine and then the day just gets busy and I forget (laughs) right so like I'm like should I just like grab a lunch from the day before that I took a photo of and just say I ate it today because like my goodness I forget all the time to finish what I ate in a day (laughs) or like it gets really busy and I'm like I'm eating like stale bread for lunch this isn't I shouldn't show this this isn't good for people imagine you just did like a reel of all the weird cringy (laughs) sad food you eat just like what people think what like normal vegan what I eat in a days Catherine's what I eat in a days (laughs) just eating soup out of the can random pieces of bread like I had like a half of a loaf of bread today (laughs) um but yeah so reels has been something that's like very much on my mind right now i mean very frustrating that we don't have music trying to figure out ways that we can do something without music but also like i've also seen a bunch of people maybe not a bunch but a few people say like it's really complicated editing editing reels on instagram so i'm just gonna make them on my computer then upload them to reels (laughs) Which is like, that's something we saw on Instagram stories when it came out. That's something that also happens on TikTok. Like, it's going to happen with every feature that comes out, right? There's yeah. always going to be the people that go, like, really intense and really professional with it, which <laughs> those are really nice, too. Yeah, but honestly, there's even just been people that are like, this feels so time-consuming to do it on Instagram. I could make it quicker on my computer. <laughs> oh, that's probably definitely the case for both of us. 
definitely like 100% I would so much rather grab all the clips that I need upload to them to the computer and make a quick 15 second clip I could do that so easily (laughs) (laughs) and not have to deal with Instagram's app and I think like where TikTok and Instagram reels might significantly differ on the like editing process is that TikTok had like a sync to the music feature, right? So you would go through your camera roll and be like, I want these five clips to be in my TikTok with this song and TikTok will automatically sync it to the music. That is magical. Right? How? Like if it um chose a part of a clip that you didn't want you could go into that clip and just like slide the time chunk over a little bit but it would keep the same amount of time so that you're still in sync with the song but it was the part of the clip that you wanted how what i right what (laughs) like that is a it's such a simple thing but it's also such a helpful thing and if reels doesn't have that that's where they're falling apart the most significantly on the editing yeah, and honestly, I think maybe that's why we're not seeing like any amazing or very creative reels right now is because people to do that it requires so much extra work. And way too much. Like I can't. <laughs> like I'm sorry. I am not putting that much work into a 15-second clip that's there for like that people are going to see for an hour and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I cannot bring myself to spend half my day making one reel. <laughs> so where do we go from here? Um, we're going to succumb to Instagram's pressures, probably. <laughs> well, that was a good effort trying to... All this, it's just like, it's getting so frustrating. And like, I've just like, I've even like, I'm like, maybe if I just post more on Instagram, it'll like counteract the fact that we're not using reels. It has not. <laughs> <laughs> Good effort. Good effort. I just like, I hate how powerful Instagram's algorithm is. I mean, that's the point of an algorithm, but you know. Just try to fight the power and it didn't work. (laughs) Dang, our account with only 6,000 followers didn't change Instagram's mind. How dare they? All right. Well, there's some mediocre reels coming your way then. (laughs) Yep. Stay tuned. (laughs) and judge us very very hardly if you want to i think maybe we just have to like lean into our awkwardness and our like our struggles that's what people like right yeah people like authenticity in being real right (laughs) all right so we're gonna try and make reels see what happens i can guarantee you i'm gonna get very frustrated I'm just picturing you throwing your phone. <laughs> it's an old phone. I could pay- I could throw it across the room probably. <laughs> All right. Well, try to like capture it as part of the reel. Like you're filming <laughs> as the phone is being thrown. Yes. Actually, that would be great. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be it for our social media struggles. Um, if you've got any reels that you really enjoyed, send us send them to us on instagram because we could use some inspiration i think that would really help us Mm -hmm. um we will try our best to make some reels to share uh let us know what you think be sure to subscribe to the podcast you don't miss future episodes and of course our recipes are at twomarketgirls.com and we are twomarketgirls on all of the socials including instagram where this fire content is about to hit (laughs) get ready for it we're about to take over this app (laughs) 
Is that like how on episodes when we talk about wanting vegan chicken, it eventually did happen? So if we talk about manifesting things on Instagram, it's going to work? So we're going to manifest great content. Exactly. That's going to be it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.